Welcome to episode 59 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. Hello, I'm Susan Dunlop, a professional coach and Three Vital Questions certified facilitator living in Noosa, Australia. If this is the first time you've joined me, welcome. And if you've been tuned in before, thank you for coming back. People passionate about what they deliver to the world intrigue me and make me want to know what, how and why they do what they do. I choose to surround myself with people who set magnificent visions, take risks to do good things in service of others and are kind-hearted, purposeful and wise. In service or in the books they've written, they change lives, including their own. The guests joining me on the Coffee and Contemplation podcast are invited to share their personal stories with vulnerability for the benefit of others and their people with either or both professional and experiential knowledge of the theme of each episode. Today's guest is a return visitor, Nikki Kreber from the Sunshine Coast, whom I'll welcome on in just a moment. When Nikki first came on the show in October 2020, she was episode 24, I just looked, uh, we focused on her personal experience of Parkinson's disease and how she took ownership of that in her own life and then turned all that she learned about the disease into doing something good, not just for herself, but for others as well. Nikki and I have remained supportive of each other's visions in life and our work. And the last time we spent some time together was when Nikki was on the stage as a guest of the Girlfriend Hour, a YouTube binge network series by Shah Moore. That, and I had the pleasure at the same time of reading a beautiful three-page article highlighting Nikki's story in the Feminescence magazine. I haven't caught up with Nikki since then. Today's episode is focused on Nikki's evolution into choosing to serve and support women, but women at a particular life transition, what Nikki calls the crone zone, which we'll find out more about today. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. So, Nikki, I was thinking about where we'll start, and I thought, how about we kick off where we left the last episode and where you've come to now? So what's happening for you right now? And has the Girlfriend Hour interview gone live yet? Because I keep looking and I can't see it yet on YouTube. <laughs> no, today is launch day for the Girlfriend Hour uh, Season 2, Episode 6, which is myself. So what's happening for you now? Well, the first podcast interview with you was when I was full on with my Parkinson's coaching business. And now, a few years later, I'm still a fairly full-time Parkinson's disease lifestyle coach helping those people with Parkinson's disease to be the one in control, the one whose hands are on the steering wheel. And my trademarked Parkinson's disease protocols guide people to take conscious control of their life and their disease. However, I'm diversifying my work to include coaching women who are in or are approaching a very important time in their lives. And this coincides with an important contemporary time when I believe the collective we are looking to a different sort of leadership. My passion is always fueled by my visionary attributes and what comes up for me is that we, humankind, are looking for something different to nurture us. So, hence the crone zone. Ah, okay. So we're going to talk more on it as we go through this conversation. But I just thought I'd just clarify with you, because even when I've spoken to my husband, I said, oh, you know, we're talking about the crone zone. And he, he sort of wins to it. What? Um, and I looked it up in the Oxford Dictionary, and it says that the meaning for crone is an ugly old woman. Yeah. And the Cambridge Dictionary expands on the definition to include an old woman with magic powers. 
you know, so I've seen that wince and I think, oh, I don't know, do I want to be classified as someone who's a crone? Can you just maybe explain it? Because you don't see it that way. So you obviously know Not something that I don't. <laughs> well, as we know now in 2020 with fake news and all that, there's so many different dictionaries now. And there's a meaning that is given to wisdom. I'm going to start there as a quality or a state of being wise knowledge of what is true or right coupled with the just judgment as to the right action uh, discernment and insight go with that wisdom and the old english the original term of crone is an older woman crowned crowned with wisdom crown is a derivation over time of crone so isn't that amazing that's nice but it's our societal uh, take on it now. So, yeah, it's sort of changing that awareness of what people associate with the word crone. And we do. A lot of people hag, crone, which associate that with ugly old women. But really, yes. that stage of life is a gifted stage when you are crowned with the wisdom you've learnt of your, from your life experiences. Okay, okay. So crone is one of the transitions or a stage in a woman's life. How do you know when you've come to that stage? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, the period of the crone zone can be short or it can be 10 years or longer. It can be um, going into the octogenarian stages or the centurion stages. It's the last stage of life, if you like. So when people oh. go into it, according to scientific references, is for women post-menopause, post the childbearing years, is when a whole lot of change starts, physical change but also spiritual and emotional change, where because you're not the nurturer in service anymore to the family, as such, a demanding young family, you are in a position where by nature you tend to become more more reflective of what's happening to you and you choose it seems to me from the people I've met and talked to the last few years nature seems to push you into a place where you want to slow down a bit and change change your emphasis a little bit or your projection into the world you can still be you know in the throes of your career post-career, empty nester, all of those changes fit into what I refer to as the crone zone. So basically it's okay. women over 50 because they all start to go through some of these changes at that time. Because I do know they classify midlife as being the years between 45 and 55. Mm -hmm. um, so is that part of the same Progression. Well, 40 is the new 50. You know, we've got that going on in our society as well. So for some people, it's 60. Crone zone begins 60, 65, that sort of era. But I thought that was what was happening to me. But when I really pulled it apart, I started making a lot of those thought process changes around 55. I knew something was changing. I didn't cluster it into this life stage into transitioning okay. into this life stage and it can be quite a long transition because you've got new roles you've got grandmother role 
you, you're coping with that changing. You might have a marriage breakup or you're getting older, your partner's getting older, there may be ill health. There's a lot of things that impact at this time in people's lives. Or they might go for a sea change or a tree change or all of those things. So it can be quite contracted from about 55 right through. I imagine it would be quite helpful for someone to understand that that might be, you know, has a name to it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's anti-ageism because a lot of people position you if you're going through a sea change or a, sea change, a tree change or you've re- retired that you're automatically in that old person range now, you know, you're going to be home all the time, you're going to be on call, you're going to be uh, taking, you know, the van out and doing the grey nomad thing and there's very much in that stage you're going to be but you'll be an older person and Mm. that's what ageism is based in and I'm amazed and a couple of my friends that are deep into the crone zone and loving it are saying oh it's so much energy I've got so much interest in life I've got so much everything changes you don't feel like an old person at all I've spoken to some midwives and people who are interested in you know in the feminine body and aging and they said to me like in the past when you reached menopause you were exalted you were celebrated that you were becoming that wise woman in all Indigenous cultures and many Eastern cultures, they value and esteem their elder women as experts in life, messengers between earth and humanity, uh, between the world and source energy. Um, they see them as healers, as advisors, as problem solvers. They're treated as wise and venerable. In their societal groups, people seek audiences with them to gain clarity on what they're going through. And do we have anything like that in our Western culture? No, no. We're relegated to, well, how soon will you be on the pension? You know, (laughs) what do you do with your time? How low in people's esteem is this period of life? And when you think about it, we live much longer than we ever lived and we have accrued, like I look at my 91-year-old mother and my 80-year-old friends, they have seen such amazing change in the world. You give them space to talk about that and the wisdoms they've acquired, the understandings are amazing and we just don't have a place to give that the esteem that we should be giving it. Is that the type of work that you're offering then to offer people to celebrate that? Well, It's not so much a uh, coaching thing. For me, the crone zone acclamation and recognition starts with understanding what is a wise woman and what forms up a wise woman because that's a cultural understanding. So that's where I'm seeking to work. What we're heading towards, I hope, is forming up a collective hub or a, a, a collective group or a hub of fellowship where we can share through our combined feminine energy an advanced perspective that is about all that we've learnt in our lives that can positively impact our own communities, you know, the local craft group we go to or the dance group we go to, but also on a regional level and further out. And that's about getting the larger 
societal group we belong to, like, you know, Noosa City Council, Sunshine Coast Council, to, to value older people in their decision-making. So you mentioned in there forming up a wise woman or as a hub. So can you just throw some light just on that phrase? Because forming up a wise woman, I've not heard yeah. as a phrase yeah. before. Well, um, the work is going to draw upon older women, women in the community. So as I said, post-menopausal, post-childbearing years in the community that are already recognised as uh, by others as somebody that it's great to talk important issues through with, that, you know, they know their mother or their aunt or, or an f- older friend that provides inspiration to them in some way, in any way. They are extraordinary people and they've broken down barriers mm. in their lives. It makes me think of a second cousin of mine who's in her 80s and she was the first principal of... Um, disabled special schools in Brisbane. And to the, the barriers she went through to, to establish the school setting with the right educational um, emphasis was just amazing. But that's an untold story. And the things that she's put together and worked through in terms of education for that group is amazing. And these are the if you like, unsung heroes. But mm. what we're seeking to find by forming up this notion of who's a wise woman that you know is we all know them. They are in our lives and we do seek their counsel at some level. And so it's, it's identifying what it is that those amazing women have that have enabled them to draw mm. the reflection and the tools from their experience that are valuable to other people younger people, younger communities. Do you feel it's going to be a challenge to get some of those quiet unsung heroes who people just respect because they know them to come forward to be seen and heard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, where do they exist? They exist everywhere. They exist in Mm. everyone's lives. But, you know, it's you can't call out in the newspapers because newspapers don't exist anymore. You can't put a call out on social media because you're exactly right. Those people don't see themselves as anything more than themselves, having lived their life. So it's a matter yeah. of other people going, oh, I do know somebody that is quite amazing. So when I said a collective group or a, a hub of fellowship, that's going to be where the outreach comes from. I'm Mm. not coaching in this environment. I'm really just a guide helping navigate finding these people. Mm. Facilitating the stepping forward to have the discussions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's an amazing position as well because it's a position I've come to since I arrived in the crane zone, that there is so much untapped uh, potential and talent in our communities. And we hear about it one-to-one, you know, Mm. in our community groups that we belong to or, you know, across the back fence or whatever. But we just acknowledge it personally. We don't do anything more with it. And that's the milestone that our society has lost. We have no initiation milestone 
where people are crossing this big threshold. I say people, men do too, but I, my work predominantly is with women. Mm. Where they're crossing this threshold and, you know, they're calling it lots of things, postmenopausal, oh, you know, lack of estrogen in my system, you know, overwhelmed with grandkids, whatever. But they're still making a transition into a new stage of life and that's, I think, a little, a little more clarity about that stage of life will enhance us as a society. Mm. And I can see it could have a ripple effect uh, then with whatever you do with it. You can have it even ripple down to impact, say, you know, the, the younger generations so that they can see that there is this elder tribe um, mm. that, of people that they can go to to talk to. My daughter can come to me about parenting issues or breastfeeding or something and I'll give her my take on it and she'll nod and say, yes, that's what I found on the net. <laughs> what was your moment, um, Nikki, that you decided that this is the avenue you're going to follow? When I read about the meaning of Chrome, I have always been called the wise woman for many years in my life. And because of the service work I do and the helping work I do with lots of different people. And, you know, I've often wondered why, what does that mean? Why, how am I any different from and then when I read the crone because I was aware that I was making a transition but I wasn't sure what the transition was all about and then I started talking to older women who were happy where they were in their lives and questions like would you do it all again no not really did the best I could used what I knew perfected new and different ways but they worked and then I finessed them and these are in a professional sense and a personal sense and it just blew me away because I just thought yeah you've accumulated your own wisdom your own bank of wisdom and now you draw on it quite readily it's beautiful what amazing work to be driving well it's just um providing guidance to help people mine all of those rich diversity of experiences they've had in their life, whether they're good, positive experiences or negative experiences that they've come through and prevailed in. And, you know, life's a journey. It's like a motorway with lots of exits and off those exits are major roads and side streets and they can all catch our eyes. Some of them are real, some of them are fake, some of them we end up in a cul-de-sac and we have to turn around and start again. But most of them, if we go down them, we find something of value for ourselves there. And that's a personal experience inside that experience. And we are individuals and we bring our own take to what's happened to us. So it's, it's sharing that wealth of reflective accumulated wisdom in a way that is accessible to others that might save them some time and strife. And let's face yeah. it, humanity's in a time of time and strife at the moment. So anything that it is, isn't it? brings wisdom, brings nurture, brings another way of looking at a problem forward, I think is worthwhile. Um, I'm going to ask you a question in a minute about your event, but you're making me think, though, like we're talking about social media and everyone just feels like life is in there, all the answers to the all the problems of the world are now on social media. How will you 
get this hub going are you going to be able to do it away from social media is it going to be a face-to-face thing or oh we're going to use the legs of social of me you know current technology like zoom and (laughs) that sort of thing but no i have links with women with different ages all over the world so it's really about examining delving into pulling apart what's happening in their local worlds and then looking at how in novel and different ways we can start pushing this knowledge back out into the world. In our age group, most of us don't post on social media about what we learnt about childbirth or long marriage or short marriage or whatever. We don't because we are a more private generation. We're a very smart generation as well, highly educated So there are ways and means where we can push and get this knowledge out using the wheels of current technology but not actually playing on social media. Now, that's a very airy-fairy answer. I haven't come up with all the nuts and bolts yet. You're facilitating the discussions and from their shared wisdom that they may come up with a way to make that happen that will benefit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, beautiful. I've long been in um, tribes of women all over the world and women in Romania and women in Britain and women in Croatia do things differently, even on social media. You know, their cultural projection does it differently to how we do in Australia or the American context, let's say. And... Um, It's been very interesting observing the differences that culture makes and the way they bring up a different topic and go introduce it and stuff. So we've got a lot of wealth across our world that and I think the time for let's say feminine energy nigh. You know, we've got a very misogynistic world that's in a big mess at the moment. And Mm. let's the Greta her name Thornburg young women coming through are amazing so I think it's time for women crones crowned with their own wisdom to collectively do a bit more projection into the world what will that take for you next like we're in January Uh, obviously you've got something coming out on YouTube so we'll see that Uh, which was that interview. That's the third in line after the magazine and a book that's already come out. But So it hasn't really had a lot of pushing yet, but that's coming when we get the hard copies. You've got an event called the Wise Woman Wisdom event coming up. What's that all about? Well, that's a day where we're just going to be a collective hub and we're going to drill down and look at our experiences and see where they've gotten us to in a personal sense, but also... In, a, in how we bring that into our work because all of the participants are in different, very different work uh, modalities. So it's going to be that first episode, the first iteration of heart scoping. Only eight of us and there's still a few spaces left so people can book in for that. And then it's going to be followed up by the Spotcast, which is a week of interviews with different women talking about the crone zone in their work and they're from very diverse fields. 
Oh, very interesting. So you're on Facebook and Instagram for people to be able to see that, to find yes. your event. Is that right? Uh, well, it's easier to go through my website, actually, um, which is just www.nikkiaacreber.vip. So I didn't ever learn shorthand, but I've always used the acronym VIP for anything that is important that I need to highlight in my writing in anything. And when it, you know, one, one of those cheap, funny sites, you know, you can have .tv, .guru these days, there was .vip. I went, oh, that's my word. <laughs> that's it. So it's very important work in all you do. That website is actually where you've got the Parkinson's work as well as this work and that you're doing now. And also the Crohn's own work, yes. Yeah, you've, you've moved into 2023. What do you see the end of 2023 is going to look like for you and this work? How do you feel the next year is going to evolve have you got a plan well, in place my, a vision my yes my parkinson's work is still very important to me and that is predominantly face-to-face work so i'm nearly finished uh writing my book and it's been edited once and i'm at the second stage now and i'm <laughs> funny i'm reading it out loud to as a editorial step at the moment that's really interesting and there's a few books now out about living with parkinson's but the thing is people see parkinson's as a death sentence still and it is not so that's what my book is about taking conscious control of your disease so it's a little bit different angle and so that's the first thing for this year i think the crone zone is going to bubble along because as i said i have contacts all over the world and things will be gently bubbling along in their area of the world and we may come together for some sort of summit maybe july august which will be really exciting okay. so my long-term goal is i hope it's not a long-term goal in a way but my long-term wish is to put a group of women in front of putin because women being nurturers and creators always want peace Mm. and we have to have a voice for peace we have to have a voice that's heard for peace these days because the push of individualism now is scary nationalistic um, states all you know sending their navies out rumbling so everyone knows they're there and it's a, a very chaotic time for our planet so i think the role of women, particularly crones, is opening up. So we'll see what we can do. I also think that, I mean, I, I talk outcomes all the time, like, you know, what's the outcome? You know, what's most important here? And just hearing you say that, like the idea of peace that would come from just the idea of having um, this accumulated wisdom come together and start to do good, it surely will lead in that direction. Because, yeah, the people who've been through so many eras that we have already, you know, like the people who are in their 60s and 70s have seen so much that, you know, their parents or people were in the war, have travelled through so much. Yeah. And I've even got women friends who can remember the Great Depression. Yes. You know, and the height of their day was having a dripping sandwich. Now, what does that mean when you say that these days to young people? They don't even know what dripping is, you know. It's a leftover no, oil no. scraped out of your pots, days old. But, you know, if you got a piece of bread and you got the bread, you thought you are in heaven. 
women that kept their families alive on that. Yeah. And and yeah. they're still alive. They can remember the times. And There's so many eras. And, like, you know, my mother, you know, she's in her 80s. And I know what, you know, what she's experienced. Like, like, if you take it down to every decade of life, the amount mm-hmm. of learnings. But, yeah, no one's asking them no. that. They share it amongst themselves in lovely circles that they gather and share. But outside of that, it's like almost like the doors are closed around that. And it's like, oh, they're just a bunch of older women now. And it's, gone. it's not it's being shared. Yeah. 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 And what a shame. So I just want to say thank you, Nikki, for joining me today. I've, I feel like you doing the work that you're doing is just going to expand and I know it takes a lot of energy and you, you're you a woman with massive amount of energy because I know you're constantly, like you just said, you i just written a book. You've got grandchildren you're babysitting. You've got the Parkinson's work that you do live and now you're going to do this on top of it. So you sort of, your energy will, I'm sure, be contagious once you get this moving along. So if, okay. yeah, if anyone can support you with it, you know, I'd be happy to, to give you a hand with it as Great. well. Well, uh, you know, there's a few places left on the uh, Wise Women uh, Wisdom Day coming up and Coffee and Contemplation. Thank you, Susan. It's been wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you, Nikki. And and listeners, thank you. That was the first recording I've done in quite a while. Uh, I've been, I wasn't well at the end of the year, so I couldn't actually sit through a recording without coughing at people. So I have other episodes lined up for the end of January and I look forward to you know, sharing the news with you about where I'm going to into 2023 in future episodes. You keep up the good work because it's fantastic what you're doing, Susan. Thank you. Getting there. 2023 is the year. I call 2023 the year of delivery. There's time to deliver. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty to be delivered in 2023.